overflow. <laughs> hey, Sally. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to the Overflow Podcast. Oh, yes. thank so you. So happy you're here. Uh, do you, sorry, do you always wonder if we're going to start talking immediately? I never yeah. know what's going to happen. Also, we never talk about how to open this podcast. Are you welcoming us or the people listening? Both. Oh. <laughs> the same time. Well, thank you. I'm very honored to be here. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad whoever's listening is here. This is going to be really, uh, I think, a really good conversation. We're kicking this off a little different today. I'm very excited because yeah. we have. <laughs> why so are you acting like you don't know what's going to happen? I have no idea. <laughs> um, we do have a question. It's not a fun one. It's Sally's question. Sorry. Yeah. It's not a random one. Uh, this actually comes from a listener. Mm. Um, and I guess this also lets whoever's listening know <laughs> Alex shows this moment to get candy. Yeah, a German candy at that. <laughs> We've been up here for an hour. What does it taste like? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm interested to know. What is the flavor? Is it gross? Uh-oh. The weird flavor faces. is sugar. I, oh, I, it's just sugar. Can you hear it? All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think it's amazing you guys chose this exact moment when we've sat up here for an hour. <laughs> I cannot tell you what flavor this is. Can you? <laughs> I don't know yet. We got to keep rolling because uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm taking it out. Okay. So it's like honey. All right. I'm done. Okay. Great. We, um, I want to let listeners know that you can send in questions. Uh, if you mm. have some questions that you'd like for us to talk about, this has been kind of fun. So we had a listener. Send it where? Um, to me on Instagram or <laughs> an email. It's <laughs> a great question. Sally, Just tell everybody your phone Sally number. Um, here's my <laughs> phone number and my social security number. Mm. Get ready to write it down. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. The easiest way would be email or you, if you do have my number you can text me or this came via text so this is a friend and a listener and wanted to know uh what role could or should biblical mentorship play in the life of a believer and has it been a part of your life so i would love to answer this question alex i think you have so much to share on this because you have a rich history with mentorship in your life and that is like still still happening. Mm -hmm. And so I'd like for you to start talking about it and maybe me and Ryan will just kind of interject yeah, some of fine. our thoughts too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So for, for many, for many of y'all, I do have a spiritual leader in my life. You know, his name's Charlie. A lot mm -hmm. of y'all know that. Um, but the role that he plays, um, honestly, I think it is so pivotal that I would even say like, I wouldn't be the man that I am today mm -hmm. in every facet of my life. Wow. And when I mean every, I mean like literally, like the way I am as a husband, as a leader in the church, um, as a friend, as a son, like every wow. facet. And the, the reason why is because through years of relationship, we have um, opened up our relationship to be that transparent. Yeah. You know, it's not something that just happened one day to the next. Um, and so just to kind of backpedal a little bit, again, like, you know, I met him really when I was like 12, 13 years old, but he didn't, we didn't become quote unquote friends till about when I turned 20. Yeah. And it was never like, hey, let me mentor you. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it was just like, hey, like, I'm a worship leader. I travel. Would you like to be on the road with me mm -hmm. like once a month? And I was like, heck yeah. Um, and then the beauty about 
mentorship and how it plays was it, I never asked him to be my mentor. Yeah. Um, as we just started hanging out together, I think he started noticing that I was listening and not only listening, but I was applying. Yeah. You know, and which is really key. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite, this is going to sound weird, but one of my favorite phrases is like, please don't call somebody your mentor if you don't listen and obey. Yeah. Like, that's that's false. Mm-hmm. Like, I've met so many people, hey, can you be my mentor? But then as soon as I give you godly, like godly wisdom and counsel and you do the opposite, mm-hmm. I, like, don't give me a title mm-hmm. that you're not going to. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you say that? It's a two-way, yes. it's a two-way relationship. Um, 100%. Yeah, not just um, begging for someone to tell you what to do. Yeah. And then you walk away and like mm. you've never heard it. Yep. So we go on this journey where for the first two to three years, um, I think we just started realizing, um, I don't know if this is even appropriate to say because it's like, it's, this is a man man relationship mm-hmm. and he is a man that I love mm-hmm. but it's it's the godly yes. thing that it's it's hard to explain and mm-hmm. hard to even comprehend at times it's like how can you love a man so much mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the holy spirit man yeah. you know and you see this multiple times through the bible you know whether it's david and jonathan and mm-hmm. you know elijah and elisha like you see all these um you know paul and timothy yeah. and you know John and Jesus and yeah. Peter and Jesus, like you see all these relationships. Um, and it is very possible to have a deep relationship mm-hmm. with a man mm-hmm. um, in this capacity when it's it, when it's Christ-centered. And and so he he started just like, honestly, it started off as him just wanting to get to know me. Yeah. And I would get to know him. But then little by little, like his life, because he's 15, 16 years older than me, his life journeys, he would just kind of sprinkle these little things on me. Yeah. And I started realizing when I applied these things, how quickly my life was actually changing in good ways. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, okay, this stuff actually works. And not like in a manipulative way or mm-hmm. some sort of like trying to gain something. Truth is, I was seeking holiness. Yeah. And through seeking Jesus, I realized, wow, my wife is healthier. Mm-hmm. I'm healthier. Wow. I don't. I don't sin like I used to, yeah. you know, like all these life applications. Um, and then the biggest things too was just like choosing, um, you know, future occupations and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like how pivotal it was to even have him in my life and mm-hmm. that like being in, being able to be in that journey. So <clears throat> I'm trying to see where else to go to. But um, long story short, I really believe like, I really believe this. I have my wife, who is everything mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, godly wisdom and seeking direction. But then I also have Charlie, who I have as another person that I get to trust and ask for godly wisdom as yeah. well. What's so amazing is how they both say the same things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, it's very crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, Liz will say one thing, and I'm like, not that I'm not listening. Yeah. Here, Charlie, I'm like, holy crap, you two are aligned mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it just it affirms a lot of things for yeah. me, you know, and then whenever I'm in times of like trouble, having some sort of like complication or um, whatever, like his life is like he has so much wisdom and experience. He's like, hey, do you do this? Yeah. I'm like, OK. And I apply it again. If I say he's my mentor, I'm going to apply it. And yeah. then to see it actually like work well. Mm-hmm. My man. I love that. You know, and so 
Um, I always, I, I really believe you were never meant to do life alone. Mm-hmm. Community is great. Yeah. But having a spiritual mentor, father, spiritual mother, whatever it may be, that can pour into things into you that you didn't realize needed to be called out. Yeah. So also in this regard, I also want to say this, somebody outside of your circle, because Charlie um, doesn't think like me. He thinks different. Mm -hmm. And then he's not in my everyday life Mm -hmm. where he's in my rhythms. Yeah. So he gets to see things that he just goes, huh. And then we have a conversation about it. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, I didn't think I was doing that. Uh Or I didn't, you know, I never thought about it that way. And he calls something out that I never knew was already in, Mm. you know, and then to see the healing, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the other beauty, like I would highly encourage too, like I I do get the opportunity to to travel and spend long hours on cars or planes and hotels. But it's the craziest thing is we've gone to sleep at like two, three in the morning, having Mm -hmm. to wake wake up super early. We're out here weeping, Mm -hmm. talking about Jesus and then to have to wake up at six or seven, but not feel crazy tired. Yeah. I think the Lord, he really does honor these yes, holy moments. I think so too. You know? Yeah. Like we've done prophesied over our kids and we're not even realizing mm-hmm. it. You know, like I remember one time, and this is kind of personal, but I'm not going to say details, but we were at Ridgecrest mm-hmm. and I felt the Holy Spirit say something so profound, but I didn't think it was that profound. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, say it. And man, I said this thing about his son. Charlie's son, and I, he starts weeping. Mm. This is like three in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, what did I just <laughs> say? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, and, and I think it had a lot, a lot to do, like his son, to, I really feel like his, his son is called to missions uh-huh. and to like travel the world, literally. Mm-hmm. And he knows this. Mm. And the main reason why is because every time he's taking Jeremiah's to other countries, when Jeremiah gets on a plane leaving, he weeps over the country. Oh. Every time. Yeah. And how old is he? He's now seven or eight. Oh, but he's been to several countries. Yeah. Always literally weeping. And Charlie's like, what's wrong, Papa? He's like, I love those people. Oh, wow. You know? Mm. Yeah. And so you start to see these snippets prophetically mm-hmm. in the spiritual. There's giftings in my children mm-hmm. that I need to cultivate. And I need to steward. And you need somebody to get you out of your normal mm-hmm. rhythm and routine with your yep. kids of just like <clears throat> brushing their teeth, yep. making sure they get to bed on time, blah, blah, yep. blah, to say, no, there's a bigger calling on yep. their life, but you need outside eyes to yep. see that. Yeah, And so, I love that. Yeah. So there's been, there's been a lot of beauty. Like I, I, I've talked about, I've talked about this a lot. I have my parents who are, obviously they're my parents that will mm-hmm. never change. And they, in many ways do counsel me as mm-hmm. well. I mean, I think that's the role of mm-hmm. spirit, like true, like parents. And then they're also like amazing Christians. Mm-hmm. That being said, Charlie, on the other hand, was a little bit more personal to me. Yeah. Um, well, a lot more personal to me because he he wasn't part of my normal circle and yeah. my parents were. Yeah. You know, and so growing up, I did I would admit like I felt very self-righteous and um prideful in many ways, and I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I thought my version of Christianity was very quote unquote accurate. Mm-hmm. And then I meet Charlie and he completely Well you know, breaks every mentality I've ever had. And I'm like, I've thought about it all wrong, you know? And that's not a wrong thing to my parents at all. It's just, you know, true discipleship is very, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I I think there's lots of nuggets in here for, so the question being, what role should should biblical mentorship play in the life of a believer? 
there's a that's a good nugget for the person who wants to be mentored mm-hmm. is to understand that it is a two-way relationship mm-hmm. and that it's um people think that they want to be in mentorship until they're called out mm-hmm. for those things yep. and then it's like ah like no i just wanted you to come and like be my cheerleader and just yep. tell me i'm doing awesome yeah. not challenge me and so that's a good yep. understanding that a, a true mentor mentee relationship yep. is it is a sub, it's a submission it is i trust your leadership yep. your wisdom um and i'm going to implement the things that that you're telling me to yep. um without it becoming like a weird it shouldn't be this yeah. like weird toxic kind of thing yep. but there's also um just understanding the the yep. kind of the covenant relationship that you're you're entering into at that point yep. i think the biggest nugget is for people to view their lives as like there's somebody that you should be pouring into. Yeah. There's somebody that you should be cultivating this with. And for some people in your season of life, it will be your children, but also to step outside of that and yep. say, there's somebody in, uh, in, in my church yeah. family that needs this, that needs to be stretched and challenged, that needs eyes on their life to say, Hey, I'm getting a little worried about you going this way. I'm getting a little worried. Yeah. I'm seeing some things that, you know, are, are just <clears throat> Another, like pointing in direction. I want to say this one thing too, because uh, I, I was talking to him last week. And when I ca- when he picked up the phone, I, actually, when we ended our conversation after like an hour, he said, he said, hey, I just want to say thank you mm-hmm. for not just calling me because you needed something. Mm. I literally just wanted to see how he was doing. Yeah. So to me, that's the other like thing, of, of the beauty of a, like just mentorship is like don't just use them yeah like this is somebody you live life with i bet that did feel good because Mm. he's in a leadership yes role and i think a lot of people will do that sometimes which is is fine um and that's the that's the call that leaders and churches have on their life is to help and to Mm -hmm. be an ear and all that kind of stuff but how good when somebody just wants to say how you doing yeah that's that's that was it you know and so um, that's the our relationship is very unique, and you know, like I said, I love that man. We 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 do life together. We literally went on a cruise together, like this, yeah. pretty deep, I guess. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I I can't imagine my life without him. Yeah. I'll even say this much: when my father passed away, Liz didn't know that my dad had passed away. She just sees me like you know, grieving. Mm-hmm. And her first thought was that Charlie died. Oh, like wow. that's the intense. Yeah. Uh, like. That's the intensity. Yeah. Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's love. Mm-hmm. And she's like, did Charlie die? Okay. She even think about any yeah. other family member, nothing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, yeah. bad. Wow. You know? Wow. So, again, that's like show people, like, I love this man madly, like, because I do. But um, but it's interesting what a, what a eight to nine year relationship can do. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's weird. I, I just pray for people that they would, um, that the Lord would put together mm-hmm. yeah. a relationship that you never knew can be a reality yeah. on this earth mm-hmm. in your in your short life. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm always grateful that the Lord put us together. Even like like again, uh, I've known him since I was 12, but didn't really get to be in a relationship until 20. I told Liz at the age 17, I'd love to, I would love to be on the road with that man one day. Yeah when I was 17 mm-hmm. and to, for it to actually happen when I was 20, is pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, but it was never in my own doing. Mm-hmm. I never like called him. I never like chased him. We met at the mall mm-hmm. um, by accident. 
Yeah. He was having lunch with his wife. I was having lunch with my wife. We not we you know um, run into each other, and he's like, "Can we have lunch?" And I'm like, yeah, "Sure." Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's the other thing. Like, don't try to force things. Mm-hmm. That's that's called hustling, fam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you don't need a hustle. Mm-hmm. You just need to yield to the Holy Spirit, and He'll bring in time. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I was going to add is yeah. <clears throat> Um, true discipleship, mentorship is all about the Lord's uh, ordaining that person for mm-hmm. you. Yes. anointing that person, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that. Yep. And so what I would say is pray about that. If you want to seek discipleship or to be a discipler or mentor, mm-hmm. just pray about it. Say, Lord, first you show me what I need yep. so that I can either pour into someone or be poured into. Mm-hmm. Yep. So don't just say, oh, she looks smart or he looks smart. I'm going to go ask them. No, that's not how to pray that the Lord will... will mm-hmm. Will either bring you someone or highlight yeah. someone that 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 y'all need to pray yeah. about. Together. And that's you know, uh, I like that you said that even just like let's go have lunch. You don't you also don't yeah. have to jump in with two feet. You go have lunch, and that doesn't mean you're committed to this mm-hmm. mentorship relationship. And the Lord may highlight, I wanted you to have this lunch, yep. but this isn't the person I, I want you yeah. to be pouring into. Can I say one more thing lunch? too? Please? I I would just wisely advise people not to have multiple voices in their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um. That's very dangerous. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, try to, you know, one or two, you know, besides your parents mm-hmm. or your own pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really believe that the Lord would give you a voice for your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's good. Um, because that it can good. be it can cause confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, way too many directions. You may in your flesh go to the one that may be more of convenience to mm-hmm. you. And that's how sneaky the enemy is, you know. Or it's just like, I already know what that person's gonna say. I'm not gonna go to them. Yeah. It's like, bro, yeah. are you wanting to die to your flesh mm-hmm. and submit to the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Well, then you you need to, and that's the other thing with Charlie was like, Charlie would, he would t- he would correct me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he don't play. Mm-hmm. And so he would correct me and I wouldn't backlash. Yeah. So one of my favorite spiritual gifts is like slow to speak. Mm-hmm. I would just take it in and process. And I go, wow. There's a lot of truth in this. Yeah. You know, soak it all in, just munch on that and then apply it, you know? Yeah. And so, and that's something I've given him permission to. Mm-hmm. You have, I, I, he knows it. Mm-hmm. You have every right to any area of my life, any, to know about and um, speak life mm-hmm. into it. I was going to say permission. You, you, yeah. you have to humble yourself to say, speak to me. I, I need yeah. it. Also, it made me giggle yeah. when you said munch. I just heard it was a thing yesterday and I'm going to butcher the whole thing. I don't know the full saying, but it was um, basically this man was talking about how he does accountability within, he's a pastor, how he does accountability within his best friends, Mm -hmm. like the people that he has allowed basically to speak into his life. They have access to everything. They know everything, but it's this list of questions that they kind of go through, um, you know, and it's like, um, is there anything you need to confess or repent of? And um, is there anything that you shouldn't have looked at this week? Is wow. there anything like all this kind of stuff? And then the very last question is, have you lied to me about any of the previous answers? So, so it's like this added extra little thing at the end. Bro. I think that's a that's a beautiful part of those, mentorship. Yes. And those are questions that Charlie wasn't afraid to ask. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes he'll give me like a quote unquote warning. Yeah. But he's like, hey, I got to ask you something. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then there's that thing where it's just like, ooh. What's mm-hmm. about to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And one other thing I really want to highlight, when when you find this relationship and the Lord puts it together, there is a certain sacrifice yeah. that takes place where you're willing to sacrifice your own time yes. to go be with this person. That's what I was going to say, yeah. 
You know? Yeah. So he lives in Greenville. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I drive to Greenville to go see that man. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, we make it part of our monthly rhythm, if not weekly rhythm, mm -hmm. to at least connect in some form. Mm -hmm. You know? And then he, he as well. He comes up here. So it's it's there's these things where um, there's a sacrifice, but you know, like, how crucial and edifying it is, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I would just, I would just say, don't, please don't look for convenience, look mm -hmm. for purpose, you know, look for, um, that's a good word. What? Don't look for convenience, look for purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much purpose in it. And that's just for anything. Um, the last thing I'll say, and I know I keep saying that, but this is going to be very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I have noticed in my years with him how sometimes people think it's weird, my relationship with him. Um, like sometimes it could be uncomfortable to some folks mm -hmm. because there's something about spiritual like purity in, in a relationship that sometimes we desire. Mm -hmm. And um, we've just, you know, we've, we've always encountered like people joke about it. Mm -hmm. People have joked to me, they're like, oh, you're like his, like his, uh, I don't want to say slave, but you know, you're always, you know, you're mm -hmm. here in shadow, you know, they, mm -hmm. and their flesh ends up speaking mm -hmm. something that's like, so that's what you think. That, yeah. You know, and you're like, huh. Most of the time, that's a desire to be loved by someone that much. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and I'm, and I promise I'm trying to be very, very loving in this. I'm just highlighting that um, a lot of times our flesh, it, it reacts a certain way, you know, and I have just seen people do that to us mm -hmm. or that do that to me or and I'm like you know like one time Charlie asked me can you can you change my strengths he mm -hmm. wasn't pulling some sort of like weird card mm -hmm. like do as I say he was genuinely busy and he's like hey can you change the strings for me before the set so I grabbed his guitar I started changing mm -hmm. everybody in the room starts acting awkward like man Alex does whatever he, you know Charlie wants and Charlie noticed in Charlie's love he said Hey, get out. Charlie started changing his strings for himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, no, we'll talk about it later. Mm -hmm. He's like, because mm -hmm. these people don't understand. Mm -hmm. They think that you're just, you know. Yeah. Like, My assistant. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, nah, man, like, again, there's a there's a certain relation. There's a certain depth in a relationship where it's just like you serve one yeah. another. Yeah. I was about to yeah. say, you know, and. Um, what, what he has given to me and he will never hold this against me. Mm -hmm. Like as far as like, I made you, that's never been his mentality, Yeah, mm. you know, but it's, it's like what he has poured into me. Yeah. I, I don't know who I would be today. Yeah. Um, I've always said like, he is the closest thing to Jesus to me. Mm -hmm. Why do I say such phrase? Because it's, it is a physical person in my circle. Mm hmm like I can, yeah, we can talk about another minister, but like, did you really know that person? Yeah. The closest person to me was, is him. Yeah. His tender heart, the way I've seen him just weep for things of the Lord, things that break him. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be broken like that. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I think it's amazing. What a, um, a good picture for a lot of us to look at. Um, that's the one thing I don't want to gloss over for this question is, um, it can be easy to listen to your story of that and be like, dang, I want that. I want somebody who loves me that much, who um, pours into me that much, who cares for me that much. Um, but the the real challenge would be, I want to be that person for mm -hmm. someone. Yes. I want to be the person who sees someone wow. who cares about them so much and having no skin in the game, 
Charlie could have at any point. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not at family. You don't have to see him all the time. He could get another guy to yep. play keys or do like to yep. travel with. He has no skin in the game really until he put his skin in the game. Like mm-hmm. he's the one who said, like I'm gonna take responsibility yep. to love this kid, to mentor him, to disciple him, to teach him how to be more like Jesus. That is the, that should be the encouragement. That's the encouragement for me. Who, Mm -hmm. who, who's going to talk about me the way you talk about Charlie, Mm -hmm. not for the sake of bragging on me, but for the sake that I laid my life down Mm -hmm. because I know what Jesus has done for me. And I want to impart that to somebody who's going to impart that to somebody else later. Here's the other like reality. And it may, it may be almost like sad reality in the, in the Christian life. The hundreds of people Charlie has poured into, mm-hmm. but only a very, very select few have like genuinely like followed what That's he has. It's like said. Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> I oh, mean, hundred percent sounds familiar. You want to you know? know the the model of mentorship? Yeah. It's that you can probably yeah. pour into a bunch of people, but so, a like, bunch of people will walk away. Charlie's gone to like other countries or other like conferences to speak, and one of the main things that he's done, he's like, he'll show a picture of his family. He's like, this is my, this is my ministry. Mm-hmm. And then he has a picture of me and he mm-hmm. says, this is who I've poured my everything to. Mm-hmm. And like what he's trying to show people is you're going to have hundreds. Yeah. And Ryan, you've, you've dealt with this in student ministry. You're going to have hundreds of kids, you know, like follow you, mm-hmm. but who's, who's really coming back? Yeah. A lot of them, they don't. Wow. They wow. go to, into the, into the world. Yeah. You know, but he always says like, he's the only one that's ever truly listened to everything. Yeah. Not out of like a boastfulness. It's just, I don't know. I when, when he hit, when the timing that he hit my life was so perfect. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's that's, Lord. That's the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timing is everything. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess the last thing I, I'll say about it is that I think many people want to be mentored, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are waiting for somebody who's going to say, this is this is first of all this is right this is yeah. what god is calling me to but i'll sacrifice for this yeah i think that's probably the biggest thing we run sacrifice. into and they may not look what you may want them to look like yeah you know yeah. like you may want somebody to mentor you and has several books and has the looks and has the charisma mm-hmm. and the lord's like hey you see that janitor over there mm-hmm. that's who that's who mm-hmm. i want to have them pour into you that's so good man you know that's and so that's good. the that's where it really, yeah. the rubber meets the road. It's yeah. like, are you willing to give up your pride and be mm-hmm. like, Lord, who do you want pouring mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and the at the end of the day, it's find the people that love Jesus more than you do. Mm. Find cool. those people. Yeah. And and uh, and listen, mm-hmm. you know, like stop talking too much. Yeah. You know, you've tried all your own advice and you're still in the same place. Oh, I like this. I like this concept because I think that is a lot of people think I want a mentor because I really just want to process everything that's going on with me. And and not that there's not a place for that, but being mentored is Mm. a lot more listening than talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yes. I would also say uh, for that question of like what role should it play um, Shelly says this a lot and it's brought me a lot of freedom. You know, I think it's like an Andy Stanley thing, the do for one, what you wish you could do for many. I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed being like, oh, but there's so many people mm-hmm. around. Like who, who do I pour my time into? Or, you know, yeah. how do I, how do I know that? First of all, again, allow the Lord to highlight to you who you really pour into, but also know, you know, 
and then she, you know, Shelly talks about the, your circle a lot. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus had the 12, but then mm-hmm. he really had three yes. that were super close that he really, really oh, yeah. gave a lot to, you know? Oh, yeah. And so kind of finding that, that kind of model in your life. Um, and also understanding, uh, I just, I feel like I want to say to the person who feels like, like there may be like, I, I think about older women who still feel like, well, I still just want somebody to mentor me. Mm. Um, no, it's time. And you have everything that you need mm. to turn around and to mentor someone else. And so I think That's there's, huge. I think, I think a lot of, for a lot of people, I, I feel that way. I'm like, well, what do I have to offer to a young girl. Like, I don't really know, you know, but the Lord will give you everything mm-hmm. that you need for that person. Yeah at that time in their life. Just relationship, you know? He's just calling you to have a relationship with Mm -hmm. somebody. Facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would also just, I just want to add on, like we talked about the janitor analogy, but like don't don't dismiss age. Yes. You know, like there's times where Charlie calls me because he wants wisdom from me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And again, like to me, like I'm like me, Mm -hmm. but Man, he's poured into me so much, and he's recognized also the calling that the Lord has, you mm-hmm. know, put into me. And he'll be like, "Alex, I just need some guidance." Yeah. What do you think about this? And he even says, "Like, pastor me." Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's weird. I'm like, "What do you mean, pastor you?" Yeah. You know, you've been like my everything, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, man, you're a better pastor than me." You know. So humble. So there's this it's there's awesome. this relationship yeah. where, I don't know, it just seems very very different. But he recognizes like the mantle that the Lord's dropped mm-hmm. me, and then I, I recognize what the Lord has given him, mm-hmm. you know. And there's such a an honoring to mm-hmm. that, you know. To me, the definition of honoring is high love, high respect, mm-hmm. the highest of both. And if you can love, you can respect, mm-hmm. you know. And and I just you know I honor him. He honors me. We That's honor awesome. our families, and uh, we do life, you know. I loved this. Yeah, I like starting it this way with these good questions. But I think um, I hope I hope that answers our listeners' question, but also other people um, to be on the lookout for something like that. Like now is the time. This is mm-hmm. the, you know, you want to talk about revelation. Like younger people who are coming up in mm-hmm. such a crazy culture, by the way, in such a crazy yeah. time, they need older people. Um, yeah. Or yes. I, I, listen, or just- older or just. People who love Jesus more than they love Jesus yeah. to turn around and say, this is the way. This and this is walk. why. This is the way we're yeah. going. Yeah. And the Lord will highlight those people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he really will. He'll yeah. say, hey, you see that person right there? Mm-hmm. They're clinging on to you. Mm-hmm. I need you to pour into them. Mm-hmm. That's you know? good. And being That's obedient. Good. You know? yep. That's super good. Can I share a quick story? Please. I know. Um, I want to listen, but I need to go move that whiteboard. Okay. Go for it. So I had... Um, I had something cool. I didn't. It didn't even hit me till last night. So yesterday, Levi sat with us during mm-hmm. second service, and this kid brought a little notepad, and you know those really small Bibles that's New Testament only, yes. plus Psalms and Proverbs. Yeah, I noticed your son yes. with this Bible yesterday. Yeah, well, first he was a King James version, <laughs> <laughs> but he was taking notes, notes during while I was talking, and you know what he wrote down? He said, "The Lord holds us in His hand." Wow! And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I don't know. It's that verse. Um, yes. Anyway, I love that. He wrote a lot of things down. Yeah. It was funny as he started writing the Bible in his notebooks. It was a lot of thou's and these. And like, what are you? And Shelly's like, it was King James Version. But I just, it hit me, man. He's seven years old, about to be Children. eight. But, but the mind of a mm-hmm. child. Yes. And he heard the, the Lord has us in his hand. Now, yeah. I wonder what, 
how the, how he's processing that, mm-hmm. but just the fact that he brought his Bible, brought a notepad, uh, and listened and wrote that down. I love kids, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't. I forgot about it to be honest with you. Because well, if you're sharing a story about your son, my son drew a picture of our stage, and he oh. says, "I need you to. I need you to hang this in your office." And the crazy, one of the craziest details in here, he put me on a piano, and he put he he got like a red crayon, and put my keyboard red. <laughs> Because it's my keyboard's yeah. red. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. That. You good, bro? I'm good, man. You all choked up? I got allergies and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah it's, it's allergies. Just, it's children, man. I'm like, oh, that's so good. I love that. Yeah, the man, they're minds. Um, but I forgot because we went home and did Mother's Day festivities. Mm-hmm. And then last night I was reading and I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. And purity of heart. Aww, yep. So sweet. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. Well, while we're on that, I mean, just yesterday or uh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful service. And what? You still get a sneeze? I got the sneezes. <laughs> you just need one good sneeze yeah. right on the mic. Oh, you know, I know you just started a new sentence. <laughs> totally you know what? I'm always been jealous of Charlie about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is that his sons, his children call him Papa? <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Bro. I, remember, I've always wanted, I thought with Judah, I could start making that happen. Make it happen. It didn't. It didn't yeah. Papa. Papa. <laughs> That hey, is really cute. You had a great story you were gonna share. No, I was just gonna, I was just gonna leave. <laughs> I'll step out. Uh, no, it was. I just thought it was a great Sunday. Um, I had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people yesterday, and it was just, I don't know, it just it filled my cup a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I thought, this is so random. I didn't even tell y'all I was gonna talk about this, but I just had this thought that God knows how good He is. He knows his goodness. He knows his greatness. And I think I can only imagine the pride. I'm crying. When he sees us realize how good he is. Mm -hmm. That was just something that was highlighted to me yesterday. And I don't know why, but um, it's not that he's um, so egotistical that he just needs us to praise Mm -hmm. him all the time to feed that. I think he knows his goodness and is like, ah, you get it. You now yeah. you see I'm good. Like, and there just must be so much yes. pride and enjoyment in that. What made you get to that point? I don't know, Ryan. The Holy Spirit. I don't know. It was just but like was it in service? Yeah. I just want like what, Yeah, watching people point? worship yeah. and and wondering if people come in and 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 seeing the songs. And, you know, I'm always wondering what people are thinking, yeah, uh, you too. know, when they're yeah. in the room. I'm just looking at all sorts of different people, looking at, you know, eight to 900 people. You're all coming into the mm-hmm. same place mm-hmm. at the same time in the same location. Like, what are you all thinking about? And I just wonder if people come in and don't understand the songs that we sing and think that they have to give it to God so that then he won't smite them. Or, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, and it's like, you if that is your mentality, you haven't even scratched the surface wow. that he delights to see us actually come to know that he's good and mm. enjoy his goodness. Mm. I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. That was random, but that was, that's my story time. Love um, it. But he, he is self-sufficient. He didn't need us. So then he created us to enjoy us. Mm. Yeah. And in the world that is so crazy when we can stop and acknowledge his goodness and his worthiness and his holiness and appreciate it he's he just must be like yeah you get it like yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you get it mm-hmm. you know um so anyway 
that's all. That's all. That's, that's all I have sound. to say about that. No, I love that. I mean, yeah. And I think that what happened with you yesterday is you you given the opportunity to go mm-hmm. be with people, mm-hmm. and when you hear people actually talk, and I just see their face, mm-hmm. and then hear by, and you get mm-hmm. to talk, and you're like, wait a minute, there's something very healthy spiritually happening in their spirit. Very, very you much know? so, and it's 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 such an encouragement. This is why, like, when people say like. I can do church at my house. Like, yes, you can. You can fill the Holy Spirit at your house. There is something so special about hearing about other people running this race, mm-hmm. you know, yep. because it can feel hard. Mm-hmm. And that's why revelation is so pointed because mm-hmm. Jesus knows it's yeah. hard to love him in this world. Mm-hmm. Wow. We have souls that have eternity hidden within them. Yep. And that, and so it makes you long for that perfection and that goodness and that glory so we're, you know, living between these two gardens or mm. living in this middle period that's so weird and yep. strange and hard and there's sin. And so it darkens things. Mm. And so we have this longing. So when you hear someone say, the Lord woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and here's what he told me. I'm like, gosh, like, mm-hmm. oh, we really are running this race together. Yep. And that's so wow. encouraging on days that feel hard, you know. Um, or in times that feel hard, you know, I think a, another part of my story time is just a good conversation I had with Brandon where, you know, he kind of asked me on Saturday, we're having this great day. And um, he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't really know mm-hmm. other than I think sometimes like I I can feel the presence of God. And then sometimes I just wonder why I can't feel him. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for me. Yep. It, it and and then I feel why do I feel so tossed about like like the scriptures described like yep. it's it's these was, high highs and low lows and yeah. and honestly the best thing he could have said was I feel that too wow I I, I expected him <laughs> I want to add to that uh, and yeah. that's what he said well I yeah I expected it to be um just in my mind not because this is who he is but like. A charge, like, yes, yeah. but even when you don't feel him, you mm-hmm. still do. Th- I already know mm-hmm. that. Even when you don't feel him, you lean on the truth of the yes. Bible that says he is who he is, and you just worship mm-hmm. him anyway. But I just, it meant so much to me that he just said, you know, I feel that too. Remember, there are yeah. days I feel yeah, his presence, and I'm jacked up. That was and then Saturday. there are days, yes, it was I, Saturday. I had a very similar conversation yesterday. Same thing. Yeah. Where it's just like, why do the weekends sometimes feel that way? Yeah. Or it, for many of y'all may not be weekends, yeah. but I think for us mm-hmm. and for the who I was with yesterday, this was one of our musician's wives uh-huh. where she noticed her husband having like a a spiritual high. Holy moment. Yeah. Holy moment. And then the very next day, it's like, why are you quote unquote oppressed today? Yeah. And she felt the Holy Spirit say, pray. Mm-hmm. Because it's not only him, mm-hmm. but the the in the spiritual realm, like the enemy is attacking the worship band, is mm-hmm. attacking people mm-hmm. who get to, um, who get to minister and steward the Lord's manifest presence yeah. on Sunday. And so she was telling me yesterday, she's like, I feel really called to pray mm-hmm. for each member because in wow. the weekend the enemy is just going at it. It is so hard, you it's know. So, and I think it's because it is when you feel His presence, there is nothing like it. Yep. So it is the literal highest of highs yes. and then lowest of lows mm-hmm. because wow. then you're immediately hit with not just reality, a spiritual re- unseen reality yep. that we don't see. <laughs> like yeah. that yep. the the enemy, and it, we talked about this, his fiery arrows. Yep. 
That's oh, what he's launching. He's, not, he's, he's relentless. Not, yeah, he don't give up. Yeah. He don't. And mm. my anyway, prayer. It's getting real real on the over. Oh, you're good. My, my, we got a lot of sniffles in this one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> my nightly Ryan's prayer. Ryan's real tore up over here. He is. <laughs> he's so sad red. today. <laughs> my nightly prayer with my kiddos is uh, I always tell them, I was like, let's pray that the Lord would protect our house, that he would send his angels mm-hmm. to protect our, protect our house, mm-hmm. to protect your minds while you dream. And then always end the, end the, prayer with Jesus fill me up with your spirit yeah you know that's what my kids say they know that they mm-hmm. now they just chuckle and they're like they know what I'm about mm-hmm. to say Jesus you know, fill, mm-hmm. fill me up you know but I do that because um it, this spiritual thing is is very real yeah and I know that he's so relentless that even when we sleep he still wants to mm-hmm. attack mm-hmm. and I just I just don't want to be having bad dreams yeah. you know yeah. unless it's a prophetic dream that you know, the Holy Spirit is trying to highlight something. Yeah. But like, fam, I don't want to be fighting. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to Demons sleep. Demons in my sleep. For yeah. real, no, no. you know. In my rest. You know, yeah. so these are these That's are good. real things. And the weekend is a lot of times could be very, very hard. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just for, for real, lean on, lean on the Lord every second as well, much the, as possible. So this, honestly, it takes us into, into this study. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and dive into this. Well, first I want to say thank you for being honest that was good sally well thanks um so i think a lot of it like translates into this whole thing because you have the reputation for being alive but you are dead so Mm. first of all that sentence that's a tough one slay you like absolutely um super pointed and i even getting ready like for the email and stuff this week i just thought i know i kind of worded it that way in the email like this yeah. is for the church, but how many of us as individuals can feel that way can, or can um, feel the conviction of that? Like, yeah. and at least ask God, is this me? Do I have a reputation for being alive, but I do dead things or I am really spiritually dead inside? Well, he has the, he has not held back in these letters. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's addressing things that, I mean, sexual morality, idolatry, yeah. you've lost your first love, yeah. you're spiritually dead. I mean, he's addressing those things that we all deal with on a daily yeah. basis, you know. And th- yeah. this reminds me too. We've talked about this before. The relevancy of the Bible. Yeah. Like, tell me that we have not yes. in this world today f- faced every single thing that the Lord's correcting in all. Well, at this point, five of these churches. Absolutely. But yeah, he he goes in heart. And next week too, I'm not going to jump ahead. But next week, same way. I mean. Yeah. But actually, it's a it's a good thing. But anyway, yeah. To your point. He opens it up. I know your works. He, like you're doing, you're doing things, but you're still living so hard in your reputation and your works that you have neglected the spiritual growth that you're talking mm-hmm. about, the f- being filled by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And um, then he just says, "Wake up! Mm-hmm. Like it's time to stop. Like it, it's coming to an end. Like something's gonna happen here. And if you're not alert, if you're not watching, you're gonna fall away yeah. and follow culture um, rather than the Word of God." Yeah. Well, so the whole message is pointed to spiritual dullness or spiritual deadness. Yes. Yeah. And so um, one of the things I want to talk through, you know, we've been looking through this article, but five signs Mm -hmm. um, from the church at Sardis that your church or uh, individuals, this Mm -hmm. is a call for individuals as well to kind of heart Mm -hmm. check. Um, Let me speak on that real quick before we get into this because we have to understand really who Christ is speaking to. Yes is the leaders of these specific churches, right? And so, but just because he's calling them out, he's also addressing the whole church because I don't know if it's 
maybe some of these leaders are falling into these categories, mm-hmm. but for the most part, this is what's occurring in your church and you're allowing it to happen. Yes. So he's calling them out to start addressing what is going on so that the church, the people within the church can start coming yes. back to the Lord. So yes, it's to churches. Yes, it's to an individual at this point, let's call it a pastor, but it's for everyone. Yeah. It is It is for absolutely everyone to to wake up, to see, and to, to correct. So. I think it's important to call that out because Christians— uh, I think we like to find loopholes hmm. where it's like, that's not for me then yeah. because this was to the church at Sardis. So it's not addressed to Sally PV at New River Church and my address mm-hmm. in 2023. Like, so we'll be like, that's not really for me. Or but that's, really that's to the pastor. Yeah. But he's only saying, I'm talking to him because he's the one I've given authority over to lead that church. Yes. Yeah. And right now he's leading that church into devastation. Yes. And so I'm calling mm-hmm. him out so that he can pour into the people. And then we have to pay attention to the way that most of the, I guess most or all the letters in, whoever has ears to hear yeah, should listen them, yeah. and obey, basically. So, okay. So I want to dive into these five things. Yeah. Uh, so this is five signs that you um, slash your church, I guess, may be spiritually dull or spiritually dead. Oh, it mm. just feels so wrong to even say it. It's you know, so I struggled with saying that too. Really? Yeah. Because the if you look at a different ver- the King James version, it says you have a re- reputation for being alive, but you're dead. They didn't say dull. I kind of softened it because it is so yeah. hard to say you're spiritually dead. Yeah, like you're not alive. Yeah, but anyway, Ooh. Jesus don't play, man. So that's how that's the seriousness of what he's talking about. Yeah. So here are the five signs. So we'll start here with Revelation three one. I know your deeds, and you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Um, so. This is this number one is specifically around like a church's mm-hmm. uh, mission, and so it says, "Is your church more concerned with boosting its own image than God's?" And so some of the descriptions here are like when a church becomes hyper concerned with brand, growth, numbers, programs, that can be a sign of spiritual illness. Um, and so I don't know, speak to that a little bit. I yeah. Scripture is clear that the church's PR role belongs to Jesus alone. Yeah. Ooh. He is the one in charge of building the church, and only he can legitimately add to its numbers those who are being saved. So this one, it's hard to relate back to, I would say, individuals. But what first hit my mind is, let's say you're in the church as a leader. Mm-hmm. You're more concerned about, you know, you, you how does how it, like your numbers within a growth mm-hmm. group, per se, or what you're teaching in the growth group, or how smart you or are Or numbers perceived. on a Sunday. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like the individual. Like, oh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you reply this, rather not to the church, but to that person, like you're so consumed with how do I look and what are people thinking about me when mm-hmm. I, I say perform, when I teach, I think that's what he's talking about. Like you're boosting your own self rather than to to boost Christ, to yeah. give God glory through mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, individuals do this too. Let me post my quiet time. There you go. Or let me, you know, like, I, I'm not That's hating good. on that. I'm let not me, hating on that. Let me post this meal I'm about to have yeah. after I fasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's the same thing. Which of the, is the worst. The yeah. Pharisee's praying on the corner, and he's like, no. Go, go wow. to your closet. You know, that's I, that's a good, that's yeah. good, yeah. Um, Look how Christian I am. Yeah. I, is it okay to say, at least being on the ins and outs of meetings at our church, I've I didn't feel like a huge mm-hmm. conviction about this for our church. Like I, I mm-hmm. it didn't really step on my toes. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that's a good sign because mm-hmm. I get to be in a lot of the meetings and what's, what is good to me. I'm trying to like, mm-hmm. not just brag about new rivers, say that we're perfect right. at everything, but I am saying 
I felt proud reading this that knowing that our meetings are so gospel-centered. It is how do we get people to learn the gospel, know the gospel, live out the gospel. How do we make disciples? And so anyway, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that a, can I humble no, brag on the river? I don't know he, what no, else no, to that's, say. I think it's totally fine yeah. too. I mean, I know there's going to be minds that think, don't miss, like, don't miss it, you know, yeah. if there is any form um, of this for New River. But I think out of all seven, there are going to be moments where we feel like this when we need to improve on. Yeah. Well, because you know? if you think about the letters, not everyone got every correction. There were just specific <clears throat> things. So yeah. we've talked about, we know yeah. some of the things that, but I do want to say when it says concerned with brand growth right. numbers. Now we have talked about numbers and we've been well, blown away by numbers, but yes. we've been like, but that, but we never had a meeting. We don't make it an emphasis. Or we've a never had a meeting thing. to say, let's grow our numbers yeah. is what it, So we've always marveled at like how many the people Lord's came work. to this? Like what? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. So I think that's a good, anyway, if anybody's wondering if we have meetings that are like, how do we get more people in our chairs? I've never been a part we've of a meeting never, like that here. No. And if we talk like that, it's, it's for the glory of the Lord it's because he's blessing this church. It, it's not so that we can brag about ourselves. I think that's your point. Yeah. The, the Lord is bringing people here, but it has nothing to do with us. And that's what he's saying. It's all for the Lord bringing them to this church. Yeah. So, yeah I feel good with that. I don't, I don't think we fall yeah. necessarily into that. Okay. Ne- number two. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> Does your church leave Christ's agenda unfinished to pursue their own? So this is Revelation 3, 2. I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Um, so this little snippet, God's appointed mission for the church is a continuation of Christ's earthly mm-hmm. ministry. Scripture is clear that the church is God-given and Holy Spirit, uh, that the church, sorry, Scripture is clear that the church's God-given and Holy Spirit-fueled purpose is to equip, encourage, strengthen, and train the saints to take the gospel of Christ to the world. I like this a lot. Well, read this next one because this is the danger. The reader, I'll read it. Many churches can become so distracted by financial concerns, outreach schemes, and cultural relevance that their human efforts undermine the purity of Christ's mission. That's so good, man. And so that goes back to what he was calling out in Revelation 3, 2. And he says, um, strengthen what you have. But then he says, I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. In this church, they stopped really seeking the Holy Spirit to perform their works. Mm. And so it became out of their own strength. And then, as he says, it's undermining the purity of Christ's mm. mission. They're still doing good. God could still use it, but he, it's out of their own strength rather than of Christ's, wow. you know? And that, so if the letters are the encouragement to to be an overcomer, to not fall away mm-hmm. when you have dead works, they will become ash when things get hard. It, they literally just like, yep. I just envision heaps of ashes because yep. you will be blown so quickly away because there's been no heart behind anything. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and now it's going to be hard for me to do good works. Like mm-hmm. now there's, I'm I, if there's no heart and spirit and connection with Jesus in it, why would you continue to do it when things get hard? Yep. <laughs> you know, like when there's a persecution of the church, you're like, then I'm not going to give, then I'm not going to serve anyone anymore if it gets hard because your heart's not even tied to it. Does that make sense? That's, that is why building character and being in seasons that perhaps seemed hard or like, Lord, why am I in this season mm-hmm. is so pivotal in your life. That's so good. Like uh, when we fall into trial because it produces yes. perseverance. And yeah. I, you know, I just think back to high school where I thought, 
I, I never got that verse. I never understood it because I'm like, I don't, I don't, it's saying that your reward is that it produces perseverance. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but I don't want to go through the suffering and perseverance doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a great reward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. Like that's uh, my like 18 year old brain being like, what, what, it, what does it say in James? Well, I'm missing the, the first part of it. Um, be joyful. Count it all Con- joy when you yeah, fall into. Very, yeah. Yeah. Consider joy. Yep. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials for the testing of mm-hmm. your faith, producing yes. person, like all this stuff that did not interest me whatsoever. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to suffer not. and perseverance doesn't, is not a good reward. But he's not necessarily that. in that moment. Exactly. He's saying the outcome of what it's doing, it is as we talked about yesterday, it might be pruning you um, for the next season of growth. Yeah, and you don't care about that when you're 18. Agreed. I don't know. <laughs> now, you know, yeah. you, on a, like, I'm going to no, say we don't care right, about it, but right. it's not like we're praying for that. Yes. You know, yeah. That's why consider it joy that the Lord has you in the palm of his hand. Uh-huh. Ooh, shout out. Yeah, um, he does. I want to go back real quick That's because good. I tried to say this yesterday and I don't know how it came out. When he says your deeds are unfinished, um, yeah. so many different translations on that. Your deeds are not perfect is a translation. Mm-hmm. Um, complete. And so it's like, how do we know that what we're doing, the way we serve the Lord is complete? Oh, this is good. Great. Um, We find in 2 Timothy 3. Uh And the very end of 17 says, I'm going to read the end and then go back. Verse 17, it says, so that the man of God may be complete, therefore equipped for every good work. So how do we become complete? Go to 16. It's by reading scripture. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Hmm. When we read the word of God, it teaches us, it reproves us, it corrects us, and it teaches us how to be righteous so that the man of God may be complete. Oh, wow. Then you're able to be equipped for every good work. So that church has neglected the word of God. They're just going. Wow. There's only one way to be complete. Well, through Christ, but Mm -hmm. how do you know Christ? Through the word of God. Mm -hmm. Which, this this is a conversation for another day, but in Hebrew... Word of God in Greek, well, in Hebrew, in Greek, in, he, in the book of Hebrews. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I, get I heard this yesterday. Is literally the same word that was used in Genesis mm-hmm. for like word of mm-hmm. God as well, which this is how they, you can find the correlation of Jesus is the word. Yeah. You know, and then mm-hmm. you go to John um, chapter one, one, you know, this is the same exact word. And so I'm just saying, it's like we say through the word of God, but it's the person of Jesus. Jesus. Like this is where, again, so many, so many of us sometimes can get so religious and we just, we minimize the Lord by just, and I mean this with all, like the word is everything, but we just say only this, but it's like, but he's a person. Yeah. He's a person, you know, like. Well, here's the thing. These are words, Mm -hmm. but the words reveal to you the work of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's when he says, so these words don't teach you or proof you correct your righteousness. They teach you who Jesus is, and He does that work with through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Remember, this so is that so you're complete. Good. Yeah, that's all I have to say. This is so good. <laughs> I mean, so, because we talked about this, but we talked about this before we came up here with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that it feels like the the role on Sunday, like right now at least, is to get people to understand that you're dealing with the person of mm-hmm. Jesus. That yeah. it doesn't matter if you're 
husband didn't see you do the thing mm-hmm. that you shouldn't have done. It doesn't matter if your wife didn't see it. It doesn't matter whatever you did. This is why the secret place is everything because Jesus is there. Yep. It do, your Christian life is not about looking perfect to everyone else and then still being the same wow. person on the inside and doing the dead people things and thinking mm-hmm. that nobody sees it. You're dealing with the person of Jesus who yes. wants you to be pure from the inside out. So even in the secret places, when you have the opportunity to engage in sin and you have the option to say no, that you choose this no is- righteousness because huge. Jesus is here and, and he has eyes and ears and he's a real person. Because he has ears. How does Jesus <laughs> wow. hear you? Because he has ears. Yes, he does. Oh, you <laughs> got a thought, I got a thought about... I got a thought about something. Let's pay rock, scissors. No, no, you go, you go. I was going to say, is, gonna say <laughs> a lot of books um, can help you become wise, but only one book can train you in righteousness. That's and so it's good, only yeah. because mm-hmm. that book, as you're saying... Yeah. It is the person of Jesus. Yep. Yeah. What I was going to say, oh, this hit me, got going through Joseph's story, but the amount of years that it took him to get to the promised land, mm-hmm. he never, he believed in God so much that he never in his anger or in his flesh sinned because, ah, I don't like you. I'm going to go sin. Mm-hmm. Like he stayed faithful. And so many times in us, in our process, we end up sinning because we're upset and for sometimes we just want to take it out. Does, yeah. does this make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I look at the life of Joseph, I think the reason why the Lord blessed him so much, besides that it was a it was a promise. Yeah. But blessed him so much in the 19, well, really like 12 years it took to get in the position that he was in in Egypt and then 19 years to end up being with his family, you know. Um, the Lord stayed faithful and true because Joseph wasn't the kind of be like, I'm going to take it back at you. Yeah. So the character building in your season has a lot to do with what you do in your secret place. Mm-hmm. And Joseph's secret place was a lot worse than, than most yeah. of our secret place, yeah. which was a four-foot dungeon yeah. strapped by shackles, given food just enough to stay alive but still suffer mm-hmm. and be a slave. You see what I'm saying? And then he was continuously tempted by probably a very attractive woman who yeah. smelled good, looked good. And he said, no. Why? Because he believed in the promise that the Lord had given him. Mm-hmm. He knew who the true God was and he was going to honor that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, well, I'm already a slave. Let me just you know, submit to my flesh, commit to my flesh, because obviously he's forgotten about me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so this is that part of like, I think the equipping part has a lot to do with your secret place more than just going to church and yes. feeling equipped. This yes. is why we keep talking about, please don't just come to church to receive. Mm-hmm. You don't go to a king empty-handed. Mm-hmm. You go That's to so give good. a gift. That's mm-hmm. so good. You know? And if the gift is what... Is, is your life laid down? It's your life laid down, and that looks like a sacrificial mm-hmm. praise and also a sacrificial giving mm-hmm. with what... You don't want to be a slave to your own money. Yeah. So that's why we're... At a great the the graciousness of our heart and the generosity we're going to give back to the Lord. That's good. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's two things here. Yeah. Well, that's I I like this description where it says that God's appointed mission for the church is a continuation of Christ's earthly ministry. That Scripture is clear that the church's God given and Holy Spirit filled mm. purpose is to equip, encourage, strengthen, and train yeah. the saints to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. To come in knowing 
part of the spiritual deadness could be you don't know why you're coming to church and you're mm. not coming with the mission to be equipped to go home mm-hmm. and be in the secret place with Jesus. That again, we talked about this several weeks ago. It's not a, just the Sunday to Sunday thing. This mm. is you're being equipped by teaching, worship, what you're hearing from the Holy Spirit. That love that, you know, someone that a lady shared with me um, on Sunday. Uh, she's a listener to the Overflows. So I hope you're listening right now. But that, first of all, had like kind of resolved. She didn't know she was wanted to go to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. felt the Holy Spirit say, basically, you're going to church. Then is, you know, standing there during worship and it's like, well, I don't have to go down. I don't have to go down front. Felt the Holy Spirit say, you need to go down front. Wow. And went. And so it's like th- listening That's to the so Holy Spirit just and, fun, yeah. and then taking that out into your regular day. That, Again, and if you're asking, about. if you're a person that's saying, but why? Yeah. Why does the Lord really need me there? And why did why does the Lord really need that person to be up front? Mm-hmm. You don't ask those questions. Uh-huh. That's good. Mm. Like the king is the king. Mm-hmm. You and know, his purpose will be revealed. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know what? Ask the Lord to reveal to you spiritual eyes. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, man, I bet you, I bet you as people are coming forward on a Sunday for for just repentance or just to be with the Lord and as an just prophetic act, I bet you if you, in your spiritual eyes, if you were to see the things mm-hmm. that are being broken mm-hmm. or the things that are being delivered, yeah. like, wow, or the renewing that's taking wow. place. Mm-hmm. Bro, you what know? if we saw that? Like, you know, and some people, like the Lord gives those gifts, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, I really believe, like, ask the Lord. Yeah. You're like, Lord, I want to see. Yep. I really do want to see. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, is there an angel over that person right now just ministering mm-hmm. your presence over that mm-hmm. person? You know? And those are the things where, like, it's not up to you to to be cynical about yeah. what's so what's so important mm-hmm. about actually moving up front, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know. And that's the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, like being so sensitive and yielded. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. That's so good. You know. That's good. I sneezed again. You sure did. God bless you. Yeah, quite a bit of tissue. Bro, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Maybe I'm allergic to this room. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> new podcast room. Uh, that is actually really unfortunate. If you are, this is your office. Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> I spent a lot of time up here. Huh, um, maybe it's asbestos. Yeah, okay. asbestos. No maybe. Uh, Revelation three three. Yeah. So remember, therefore, what uh, what you have received and heard, and hold fast. If you all say that we don't do this, I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> are the message? So the question <laughs> is, uh, if you know, a sign that your church could be spiritually dead is are the messages from the pulpit human-centered or truth-centered? Wow. Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I I'll tell you, they're... everyone loves yeah. to hear the Lord is coming to you fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a real feel-good message. He's coming there. at you. Yeah. No, I um, no. I think obviously, I think it's obvious that yeah. um, our messages are truth-centered. And um, I can, yeah. I here's how I know that. Because I leave and I don't, yeah. Uh, I'm going to use this word very intentionally, but I don't feel affirmed in my sin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, that's that's the whole thing right now uh, that we see with the church. And we see people say, I want to go to a church that's affirming mm-hmm. of what. Yeah. And I don't, the thing is, I, I leave feeling not affirmed and right. I'm and I'm thankful for it because I don't want to be affirmed in my sin. Yeah. I want my sin. I want to be as close to Jesus as possible. I would ask Ryan with this question mm. is, you know, you don't have to say too much, but like, what is your personal journey with the word mm. and pastoring and, and feeling yeah. the weight of stewarding the gospel? That's you good, see, like, Alex. this is the reality of mm. 
<laughs> what's happened in the past two years. And so, because you've pivoted in a healthy way from like the way you used to teach and preach mm-hmm. or perhaps even speaking truth, but now it's become so real mm-hmm. and weighty. You're like, oh man. And it's the depths of getting to know Christ more, mm-hmm. you know, and being broken, you know, you've had your journey, yeah. like, especially in the, in the last six years, the last two years, like you've had your breaking. And so now my question is just more, what has it been like for you? You know, it's not about a Ryan Brandon show. Mm-hmm. It's not about, hey, here's five tips how to be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, that's good. like oh, th- sure. these are not your messages. You know? you know, what's funny is I didn't even set out to say, okay, I'm going to start teaching a lot more. This said sound doctrine. I, I think I've always tried to ha- have sound doctrine. But it says it this way. Um, instead of preaching the word of God that has the power to transform, pastors have settled down for the watered down version that promotes mm-hmm. tolerance. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I set out to say, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the Lord has just refined me to say, we are, I, I have been given the responsibility of 900 Can adults. Can I, I'm about to, sorry, I'm about yeah, to go for it. mess with people. And this is just me being human, I guess. But a lot of times I cringe sometimes because I, I want people to preach sound doctrine, but the people I tend to hear talk about sound doctrine tend to be religious people. Mm-hmm. That they don't just, teach sound doctrine. Thank you. That's what it just bothers me because the people, the only people I hear using that phrase is like, and then you hear how they teach and you're like, I still don't, I still don't see the, the life of Christ all over right. your ministry, all over your life. Mm-hmm. But yet you swear up and down, this is sound doctrine. This is how mm-hmm. it's supposed to be preached. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah. it just makes me cringe. Well, they have a different idea of what sound doctrine is. The, the Bible should always be sent around Jesus. We know that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people like to make it about the rules that Jesus says. Mm-hmm. And okay, so give them context of why Jesus laid that out for you mm-hmm. because he loves and cares for you. And he knows that this is the only way for you to truly experience the fullness of life mm-hmm. is by following him. So it's not following the rules, it's following Christ. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes. But people like to twist that. And I don't know who what you're referring to. Yeah. Just in my experiences, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But there's no reason why. Yep. It's just the Lord says so. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so give them context in their daily lives so mm-hmm. they understand why the Lord is doing that. And that's what I'm saying about the watered-down gospel. You can't omit things in Scripture. They're talking about a pastor who have, yeah. who do this. Mm-hmm. You can't not teach the full Word of God because it's hard to hear. Wow. Like Revelation. We never even set out to teach this, remember? Yep. And look at the... It's. I was about to say starting this. It has been difficult for me to teach these things yep. because... You, you it's can not feel, easy to hear. You can feel in the room how it's hitting. Yes. Like literally hitting. Yeah. And it and I mean, listen to the words of Jesus. I will come to you like a thief yeah. in the night. That is to remove you from, remove stuff or remove you from a position of authority. Mm-hmm. Who wants to hear, if you continue on in your sin, God's going to remove you from your authority. You know what I mean? Like, who yeah. wants to hear that? Or what are these other things? Um, last week, if you continue in sexual morality and this, then the Lord's going to kill your children. Now, that's, hear what I'm saying, right? Yeah. He's not mm-hmm. talking about you, but I'm quoting the scripture. Yeah. That is a very difficult passage to teach in today's world. Yeah. Because they want the love version of Christ. And he's like, okay, that is the love version of Christ. Yeah. Wow. You just have the idea of love mixed up. Wow. Going back to your question, I think the Lord has basically said there's an urgency that needs to take place. And I'm not asking you to go hard and preach condemnation. I'm asking you to teach the word of God, which yeah. really brings life. 
yeah. and teach why the judgment of the Lord is really his but mercy. Where, oh, where done a great job you that. have, but where has that come from personally? I don't know if you want to share. I don't, I'm not asking you to overshare, but like, mm. how have you gotten there? Mm-hmm. Like, does, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I guess, I don't know. Like, in my own life, I'm tired of complacency, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I feel like a lot of times growing up in life, I've kind of like these guys, I've kind of been working out of my own ability. And so it's finally like the Lord's saying, dude, enough is enough. Like you did a good job, but now I want you to start working through the spirit. And does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, you just got to trust me. You got to trust me with what I want you to teach on. You got to trust me with the words that you're speaking through the word of God. And and I will, I'll use your language to impact people. I don't know if that helps. That's amazing. It is. How, sorry, can I ask another question? Yeah. How, I feel like I'm in an interview. How have you recently been feeling the Holy Spirit speak to you? Like even Mm. since January to where I've noticed more and more your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and it's been fresh and new to you, but you, but you've obeyed. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what it is? If like going in, I'm talking more Sunday. If it's something that I don't want to (laughs) do, I feel like that's from the Lord. He is calling me out of my own flesh. ability, yeah. flesh, and making me rely on Him. So oh, I can wow. remember those moments on Sunday. Even like um, last week, I just simply said, Cassidy, keep singing that. Glory to His name. But in my mind, that is difficult because I don't know how people will receive it. Mm. So I'm working in my flesh. And he's like, I don't care what you think people will do. I'm calling you to do this. That was just a little example. But going back to even the January 1st, I was like, man, this is very difficult for me to do because I don't know how this is going to be responded. And he Mm. said, I don't don't care about what you think. Get out of your mind and work in the spirit and just follow my lead. So Mm. honestly, on Sundays, the Lord put something. It just pops in my head. Like, hey, this is what I'm calling you to do. Mm. And then my heart beats 100,000 miles an hour. And then pray about it. Lord, are you sure this is what you want me to do? And mm. if it's still on my heart and mind, I, I'm saying, I trust that's the Lord. He hasn't taken it away. I've asked you to affirm this or take it away. And the, remember, these are like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about worship type stuff. Yep. Um, we, with me- series and messages and those, I mean, what's fun is we work together in that. And so one of us pops up an idea and either we're like, that's the Lord because he's brought us united through the spirit mm-hmm. yep. or not. And so, you know, there's just different ways that, that the Spirit talks to you, mm-hmm. talks yep. to me. Um, but a lot of it is if I'm something I do not want to do, wow. and I know that it could only, it's it's a spiritual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got to believe that's from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Wow. But pray on it. Sit on it. No, that's good. It is good. And I think it encourages people even more than you know to see if you can pause and listen to the Holy Spirit on a Sunday and just think of the ripple effect in mm-hmm. people's personal lives. They can be walking through a store and be like, oh, God, I don't really want to do that. Please don't make me do that. Don't mm-hmm. make me give this or ask this or mm-hmm. pray for this. Part. Like, don't make me do that. But to do it anyway, just do it. Yeah. Well, in that situation, what would be wrong yeah. to not yeah, yeah, do yeah. it? You're bringing someone a blessing, mm-hmm. whether it's giving or even just a word. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're, what you're saying is very, very biblical mm-hmm. when it comes to being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, but a lot of the obedience comes from, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the life of the disciples and Jesus. Like, Jesus didn't want to go through, mm-hmm. not in his flesh. He said, you know, but it, the 
purest form of worship is, Lord, thy will be done. Like, take this cup away mm. from me, but if you will, but no, I submit. And that's that battle where in our flesh we're like, I don't, I don't, you know. But then you see the fruit and you're like, wow. Yeah. You know what's funny is a lot of times, again, more like on Sunday morning type stuff, because in my daily life, it's a little bit different too. I feel like the Lord speaks a, a lot into me when my mind starts to go towards something um, sinful, maybe, mm-hmm. let's call it that. And it's funny how the presence of the Holy Spirit kind of points me back to Jesus and in, in subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes le- legit, out of nowhere, like a hymn will pop in my mind. Wow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how he works for me. Wow. And so then I have in that moment, do I uh, quench the spirit and follow the flesh mm. or do I kill the flesh and be full in the spirit? And just being real, I've done both. Mm-hmm. And I think we all have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. But that's where repentance comes in. Yeah. And then, but anyway, I, you know, so it's different. But on Sunday mornings, it's like there's just something in my soul and especially my heart starts beating fast, mm-hmm. like legit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Okay, uh, you might be talking to me. So then I love how you pause. Don't just react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have time, just pause for a second and pray, Lord, I need you to tell me if this is me. One, does it bring, uh, this is true too, thinking in my head, does this bring attention to you or to me? Mm-hmm. Because if it's anything that brings attention to me, that's flesh. Oh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There it is. Yeah. Well, that's funny how the Lord just said that too. So like, for instance, January 1, even me doing that, not speaking, I didn't want that to be like a, um, a production of yeah. I'm throwing out my notes. Was, right, right, right. I, that's all. And I didn't even want to make it that way. Yeah. And that's, I think the Lord then turned it to, then focus him on repentance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of how he speaks to me. There, I think that's there good. It is. I, I think that's, that's so good. And it's good for, so to apply that to the individual. Um, if you are seeking out a doctrine or a, quote unquote truth mm-hmm. that doesn't align with scripture or if you read something in scripture mm. and you don't like it so you don't think that it's true mm-hmm. this is a sign of spiritual dullness deadness wow. so it's this is good so just in the way that you don't want to teach something that's not true if you're seeking out something that then that that immediately needs to go to the lord and this is, i've told this is my journey and thinking of certain ha- having certain worldly ideologies in my head that i'm mm-hmm. like but that doesn't sound like the Jesus that I know, mm. you know, mm. yeah. because I made up a Jesus in my head that's not real because it's not aligned with scripture. So this is going to God in total humility and saying, I don't like that this is what the Bible says about this, mm-hmm. but that's a me problem. Mm. Can you show me why it's good? Can you show me why it is true to your character that is all good and all love? So yep. if you are love, so, you know, anyway, you know, so it's, I, I just think that's a separate, so that that takes it to the individual level because we're talking right, to right, our right, pastor right. about teaching truth on the individual level. You don't want to be seeking out something alternate to the yeah. Bible to yeah, look for, for truth. Sure. And that's where the, it's human-centered or yes. Christ-centered. That's it. I'll say this too, and this is real. The Lord, it, I, I will be, um, it's not, judge is the wrong word, but I will be held accountable. Yes. Yes. The Lord has placed... And I say this in humility, mm-hmm. but it's true. He has called me to this church, yeah. called mm-hmm. all of us that work here, right? Mm-hmm. But he has anointed me with the gift of speaking and the responsibility of speaking. Mm-hmm. And so it terrifies me, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, mm-hmm. that I know that one day the Lord's going to write, sit me down, if you will. Now, these are all quotes. I'm just, you mm-hmm. know, he's going to sit me down and say, let's talk about what you've, what you've taught. Mm. You, I've given you 900 plus people weekly. Yeah. Let's, 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 
what do you what have you been to you know what i mean so it's yeah. like almost yeah. like man lord am well, i being responsible with what you've blessed yeah. or yes. given us that's that is the biblical view of when you've been ordained and called into ministry you will be judged does it say 10 times more yeah and than mm. your average christian like i don't want to get i want to look it up just yeah like there. this is a real verse and it's yeah. like it puts the weight on for those who communicate the gospel the lord has a different level of yes you know yeah well yes because you can and we see this is what it's talking about you can easily take them down a path that that is so how do how do i say i mean it leads them away from christ yeah. and it puts the spotlight on what he will bless you in quotes rather than how you've already been blessed through the cross mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're going to be judged more strict mm-hmm. because you can change the lives no you hear that's the wrong you have uh you can plant seeds mm-hmm. in the lives of people for growth mm. or for destruction or for destruction mm-hmm. oh yeah Wow. Um, I'm trying to find out version there. Oh, you know what James James 3 1 says, not many of you should become teachers because <laughs> you know that that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I'll say this too. And I when I said I've been anointed, that's terrifying too. Mm-hmm. In all humility, that's terrifying too, because yeah. it's like, Lord, I go back to my life and I'm like, why? Like, yeah. Why it me? Is, mm-hmm. I was talking with charlie last week and it is somewhat terrifying but there's only one anointed Mm -hmm. right and the ease that i get is the fact that it's christ in us the anointed one and that's where then you know in the spiritual realm we are anointed set apart or marked specifically for Mm -hmm. a specific assignment and so like yes in some way we could be terrified but the the part where you go you, you, you can take a breath and relax. It's Christ. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. This is your anointing, Jesus. That's good, yeah. This is you through me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would be frightened if it was... Working in your own. Working on my own flesh, yeah. like working on my own strength. Yeah. That's where you should be scared, Yeah. you know? But when you're completely yielded and, and you realize, man, this is the Lord's anointing. He's the only one that's truly anointed. You know, um, then at that point, it's like, okay, Lord, all you, mm-hmm. you know. The last thing with this too is it going back to kind of how you said about how religious people love sound doctrine. You know, there's a way to that teach. Sounds, oh, that sounds like somebody can take that out and completely. <laughs> oh, uh, we should. into overflow podcast. <laughs> My bad. You're right about that. But you know what you're saying. Like, we love sound doctrine. Yes, you know, we love it. Get this clip. What I was saying. <laughs> My thing, what so being bold in what you're teaching, you also have to do it with love. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible is not meant. Um, well, we say, we love this to beat you over the head with it. The Bible yeah. is meant to show you the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And although there's hard truths in there, if you share them with love and you help people who are listening understand why there's hard truths, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. again God's mercy. It's it's supposed to be received differently. Yeah. So there's a. There's with that too. That's good. Um, I want to jump to this really quick because this is the Revelation 3, 3, part B, mm. and repent. Part B. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not yet soiled their clothes. Um, so the fourth one being 
does your church encourage repentance or on the individual level, is it a part of your life? Um, mm. So I like that it says uh, repentance has been a foundational doctrine preached since the early days of the church, but lately Satan has been hard at work to veil the truth about the deadly nature of sin. And he is busy warping the truth about a central doctrine of repentance. Wow. Uh, let me keep reading this really quick. His ascent, Before his ascension, Jesus told his disciples, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. If the truth about sin and repentance is never discussed within the church body, this is a sure sign that the Holy Spirit is not actively at work among congregants. Um, so th- if we have already established that the church is to equip and what, what were all train. the words used there? Equ- equip, Stand. train, yes, uh, encourage and strengthen the saints. Mm-hmm. That's what the church is for. Then the church should continually be teaching about repentance. This highlights the fact that mm-hmm. repentance is not a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think that's the— That's good. Some people think we you only teach about repentance like one time, and that's just for salvation. Yeah. Turning away from our sin and relying on the strength of Christ to help us overcome the sin that He has died for is Yo, essential to our Christian walk. I mean, we you you just had a a vulnerable moment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. Like, there's no way on earth that we would preach repentance one and then once and then act like we're totally fine. We're fine. Mm-hmm. When the reality is, like, I'm telling you, and like. We do struggle at times. Yeah. You know, we do feel down at times. Mm-hmm. You know, like this this walk is it's a real one. Yeah. You know, and so we would we can't go into this this form of a gospel that's mm-hmm. like, oh, just preach it once and now let's just have a good Christian life. Yeah. That's such a we see it in the world nowadays. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. are tired of this. Mm-hmm. They really are. Like we People have tried it in the late 90s, 2000s, like, you know, come to church, have fun, get hype, eat good pizza. Yeah. Mm. Like, but people are tired. And then, you know what's crazy? Now those people's children don't serve the Lord. Yes. And yeah. they they wore Sunday outfits every Sunday, yeah. fam. Wow. Mm. Oh. Wow. You know, like, oh, my child doesn't serve the Lord. He's out drunk every night yeah. on college. Yeah. You know, or now he's a businessman making really good money, but his marriage is falling apart and yeah. his kids are like just addicted. Yeah. You know, what's happening here? Yeah. You know, and what's crazy is, but y'all did the traditional things. Yeah. And y'all perhaps repented once, you know, and it's like. This goes back good. to that previous comment. That's that's the watered down version of the message yeah. that you don't need daily repentance. Yeah. But you're right. There's 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 no fruit in your life if you don't yeah. repent daily. That's why, that's why I loved, um, just bringing it back to Monday Men, Liam preaching the gospel of Carrying your cross yeah. mm-hmm. daily, mm-hmm. dying to yourself because daily. the cross is a um, a uh, death mechanism. Yes, you're dying to yourself, mm. and it's and, and in the gospel it says carry your cross daily. So this is this is a daily death that you do mm-hmm. to receive genuine, true life. Yeah, you know, and I don't. How else are wow. we supposed to articulate this? And why should we shy away from? running away from that message. It's like, I, I'm, well, I'm not trying to sound like blasphemous here, but it's like, do, does some people, do you need a new word? Like, are you just tired of the word repentance? Do you need a new word? But to make it real to you that you're, most days 
are, it is super hard to walk towards Christ. We are just walking towards our flesh and in our flesh. And then we're told that all the things of flesh lead to death. Mm-hmm. But that, that's why I love that it described that, that Satan's work is to make us not understand the death, deadly nature of sin. So we think it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't matter. Even, and I'm talking about the small little things that mm-hmm. chip away at your soul that you yeah. don't even realize yep. the daily things that you've been cool with. Mm. Um, but again, for me, it, uh, people may get so tired of me talking about eating. Mm-hmm. Bro, it, it's like, it's my sin. Like it's I need, battle. I need help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so sneaky because you got to eat to live. Mm-hmm. So I can have this. This mm-hmm. is fine. You know, it's such a sneaky thing when really, no, I've depended on this now wow. to fix my emotions, to I've depended on it more than I've trusted in it more than Jesus to cover up yeah. things that I'm feeling. Wow. It's, it's what it became. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, so I, I just bring it home for people that I'm not just talking about your big sins. I'm not talking about you cheating or murder or like, all, I'm not just talking about mm-hmm. adultery. I'm talking about these small decisions where you have trusted in something more than you've trusted <laughs> in Jesus. You know, that that's what I'm not hating on you, but yeah. that's, that's idol worship. Yes. That's what Jesus yeah. has been talking about. Yes. And again, we all have those things. Yeah. So, but and that, but that's how easy it is to fall into that trap. And yep. it even says here that Satan is busy warping the truth about his central doctrine. Yes. Uh, oh, this is speaking about repentance, but think about all those things that we fall into that we are, we don't think is a big deal yeah. or we get so trapped by yeah. because it's just daily life. Yeah. Um, you know how I know that the Holy Spirit is all over this place? Oh and again, we say that in humility. We never sat down in our sermon planning or service planning and said, we need to teach on repentance. Mm-hmm. We never once said that. Mm-hmm. But look over the past, well, really this this year. January 1st. The Lord has continued to bring uh, bring forward the, the need to repent. Here's what this says. It says, so if repentance is never discussed within your church body, that is a sure sign that the Holy Spirit is not that's, actively working. So the opposite being true. That's what just got me. That if we're just, all we can talk about is repentance. It has become so real in my life this year. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm 32. Like, mm-hmm. And I've been following Jesus since I was 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, again, because, and this is for me, yeah. I grew up in a Baptist church. Yeah. It was not a, we didn't talk about this every Sunday. Yeah. I mean, to Alex's point, it was mm-hmm. like when, when you receive salvation, that's when you repent. Yeah. No, daily you turn away from sin and yes. change your lifestyle. Yes. Um, but again, like we did not say we have to teach on repentance. Yeah. The Lord brought that into our, our hearts and minds and we followed the direction. Yes. That's how we know that the Lord has got his hand on this place. I love that. I don't I don't want to miss the opportunity to do this last one because I think it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. And this, this was the one where it's like, Lord, is this what you're doing in our church right now? Like, I'm not to make it in a negative way. I mean, I guess it yeah. could be the church, the letters to the church. Are just like, it is what it is. But Lord, are you working in this in our church right now? And this is um, from Revelation 3, 2. Wake up strengthen what remains and is about to die. And so the question is, are your church gatherings marked by an atmosphere of spiritual lethargy? 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 Um, I sneezed again. You sure did. God bless you. Um, If you and most of the members of your church feel like you're just going through the motions on a Sunday morning, you probably probably are. are. I know. Not every church gathering will be filled with excitement, but when the body of Christ has the opportunity to come together for corporate prayer and worship, the presence of Christ should be sensed and experienced as a source of life and light. Um, 
Let me read this too. Yeah, scripture, yeah, scripture repeatedly uses the analogy of spiritual sleepiness to expose the pitfalls of complacency and alert us to the fact that our time on earth is drawing to an end. Now more than ever, we need to be alert and actively cooperating with Jesus so that he can strengthen our faith. If your church acts more as a sleep aid than a light source, what? That's yeah. a sign that your church needs to be revived. And so uh, it lists Romans 13, 11, which I want to read. And do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Again, I don't know. This article has assured me that the Lord is working. This is not yes. to brag on our church. No, I know. But again, we never sat down and said, we have to teach on this because we know the time is coming to an end. Oh. We just We felt just it. did a series called Awake that's O Sleeper. What, that's what I was going to, that's exactly where I was going. Yes. Where perhaps we ended Awake O Sleeper. Uh-huh. But the message hasn't no. ceased. I just got chills because we did House of Miracles. Are they multiplying? La- they're multiplying. Last year, we did House of Miracles. Yeah. In the House of Miracles song, he does this ad lib mm-hmm. where he just says, dead things are waking up. Mm-hmm. This was last year. And mm-hmm. we've we've said that last year was kind of marked by that very, glory gauntlet oh, yeah. that yeah. led into the summer of House of Miracles. And the thing that I have, is this is why I say, God, is this what the thing that you're in the process of helping our church with right mm-hmm. now is I genuinely, I, have you not seen it? Oh, I don't want to say that it was a dead church, but have you not seen it come to life? Yes. Like yeah. people are so responsive. Yep. In well, our I church mean, it's right just now. Like, regardless if it's coming out of our mouths. Yes. From what I've heard from other people's mouths. Yes, yes, like, yes. There was a couple like um, on the last most recent Grove here. Yeah. Uh, the two ladies, not a couple, I'm just saying two ladies. Yes. <laughs> um, they both, they've been here for so many years. Yeah. And they were telling this other individual, like, I used to come to this church and you can hear a pin needle drop. Mm. You know? Yeah. And she's like, and and they're both not, American. They're oh, from wow. other countries and they're like, yeah. oh, this place is alive now. Wow. This place is alive. That's so interesting. And it's not to be deceived like, oh, just because you guys move more or raise your hands more. No. No, 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 no. I'm telling you right now, the Lord is greatly to be praised. Yes. Don't be cynical. Well, and I'm, that's, like, that was my story time it is literally between the lobby and the front porch, mm-hmm. people just want to share what God is doing in their yep. lives. I'm like, you're not even, you're not just talking about what is happening in worship. You're talking about getting woken up at three yep. o'clock What's in the in morning. What yeah. God is speaking to you about your life, about your marriage, about your health. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You're alive. Yep. Yeah. This is awesome. Yep. And again, just, this is not for us to, we only boast in the cross. You know what yes. I'm saying? I, I think we're all saying this without saying it. We're in awe of what the Lord is doing here. Because it is, again, yep. not of I'll our say own this. power. Last week, we prayed this, that like, we've all been a part of churches. We've all been yeah. a part of churches and experienced a lot of different things, a lot of different styles, mm-hmm. leaderships, um, congregations, cultures, everything. Okay. Yeah, name it. False teaching. We don't, and we, in this prayer, we literally gave thanks to God. We don't know why his spirit is doing what he's doing at this church right now. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Jesus, that yeah, you are. That's it. That yes. is our like heart and prayer is like, please more. Please wow. don't stop. Please keep us in a place that longs for you so much that you long to move here. You wow. know, that you long yeah. to be with your people who love you. That was fire, Sally. But remember what he's saying with this. It's the wake up. I mean, yeah. um, strengthen what remains. Yes. So if we can, and um, I mentioned yesterday and what you're saying, I think there's a genuine desire to know the Lord, yes. to grow in the Lord, yes. which is to gain wisdom and knowledge in the Lord. 
And if we have that continued mm-hmm. desire and move toward it, He is going to continue yeah. to bless. That's yeah. what His desire is yes. that we would want to know Him. And we've seen that. And it's not by coincidence that repentance, I mean, um, teaching on repentance and seeing people follow through with that, teaching people how what it means to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that is how I feel has really marked our church and really set us on fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. And so people are doing the things that th- this warns against. If you're spiritually dead, like mm-hmm. I'm, my oh. words are getting all mixed up, but people are like in the word yes, in you, their daily life. They're like know, actually um, reading the wow. word, inviting the Holy Spirit in engaging in repentance like they're living the Christ life. Wow. Do you That's what makes an alive a church a, a live church. Yes. <laughs> church liveness. Yeah. Do you remember the very first series that we taught way back in August of 2021? Was it 37 weeks of Ephesians? I don't know. No, it, okay, <laughs> after Ephesians. Do I don't No, I don't remember. Living after. sacrifice. Oh. Yes. Wow. And we taught and if the word there was sat, like we built that little yes. makeshift altar, yeah, and it was all about how to live our, and we oh, did the wow. boards. I'm just saying, like we, so the cool. Lord immediately put on our lives. If we want to be real about this church thing, then your life is meant to be a sacrifice for the glory of the Lord. And then look what He has done ever since, since that oh moment. Oh my God! Ever since, that's beautiful. Isn't that crazy? It's been yeah. It's, it's almost been two years. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yo yo. It's insane. Oh, wow, guys. I got nothing else. The Lord is good. good. This is, is this is really good. So that's five um five warnings for yeah. spiritually dead church or people. Um no, let's do the opposite. Yeah. You know? And I, I would say please, please, everybody, you know, if you feel called to this church or not, like just regardless, like pray for your local church. Yes. yes. Um Amen. because And pray for your pastors. It, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's not uncommon to see such a move of God in a church, but then to see it die mm-hmm. years later. Yeah. You know, like, every single one of these churches is no longer there. That's what yeah. I'm so yeah, like, I'm, talking I'm, about not, Revelation. I'm not saying nothing falsely. Like this is a reality yeah. because the, the enemy just, he is relentless. So I think a good nugget for that is we see the effects of an alive church. And that is honestly, I'll just like mm-hmm. row to your worship and people on their knees. Don't start just doing that with an empty heart. No, I, isn't it's that not a the, show. That's yep. isn't that the warning that yep. then you would have a reputation for being alive because wow. you're doing the things that you did when yep. you were alive, but your heart has now fallen and away. Let me remind us that this church came out of a revival. I mean, wow. thousands of people. Yep. And so the point to this is this church was very alive. Yeah. They probably saw a lot of the same things we're talking about. Yeah. But it still it wasn't enough. So that's yep. why he's saying strengthen what I have given you. Don't let it go. Wow. Because there's gonna be time when yeah. persecution and all that stuff happens. I wanna I wanna end with this quote, but I don't I want it to be like the mic drop. But so can I everybody share your wait, final thoughts? Okay, yeah, yeah. I want to can I give a um what do you, for this the coming week? What do yeah, you call that? Yeah, yeah, a preview. preview. I'll just read um the description of Jesus. That's I'm what scared. I've been doing. Oh, okay. I like that. The words of the holy one, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one will opens. I can't wait till you teach us what any of that means. 
<laughs> I can't wait for it's the amazing. Holy Spirit to tell me <laughs> what that means. <laughs> That's really good. Okay, so here's the, I did see this on Reels this week and I just thought, how appropriate um, that my algorithm knows that we're in Revelation right now. So mm. God did not give us the book of Revelation so that we'd build bomb shelters in the backyard. He gave us the book so that we'd build bigger dinner tables and invite our friends over and tell them about Jesus. All right, let's end the podcast. <laughs> so go do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This was great. Thank you, guys. Uh, We'll see you next week on The Overflow. Bye. See y'all. Thanks for listening to The Overflow podcast of New River Church, where we seek to provide authentic, practical, biblical encouragement beyond Sunday services. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you'd like to learn more about New River, please visit us online at newriver.church or join us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. We'll talk to you next week, same time, same place. May God cover you with His goodness and grace, and may Jesus always be enough.